Hello, everyone. Uh, it is my great pleasure and honor uh, to host Jill Sweeney in this um, week's uh, episode of Hewlett Packard's Labs podcast from Research Reality. Uh, Jill is a section leader in compute, uh, HPC AI, total customer experience and quality. Hello, Jill. Welcome. Thank you, Dan. Uh, really happy to have the opportunity to talk with you today. The pleasure is all mine. Uh, so when I was introducing you, uh, I had to rehearse long time to remember your lengthy title. Can you break it down for people who are not expert in technology? What does it mean? First of all, section lead. Uh, why is it important to be in compute, HPC AI? And how do you cross these boundaries because they are separate businesses? And then what does TC mean, total customer experience and quality? Sure. So a section is a group of teams, and in my case, my team's responsible for technical content, like setup and configuration guides, and troubleshooting for compute. And this includes, for me, traditional compute servers, options, and OEM platforms. But we also manage high-performance computing, which you refer to as HPC and AI. Um, and that's for the traditional compact and HPE and SGI programs. So we also manage content for the space-borne computer. So what we do is we explore what technical content requirements are needed for AI solutions in partnership with the R&D teams. And our solutions include Synergy, Converged, and Hyperconverged. And uh, my colleagues also lead sections for storage and mission critical and edge solutions. And basically my teams work across volume and value systems and it works out because of the collective experience of my teams. And for example, in high performance computing, my team is made up of members who have the traditional HPC, HP legacy and compact experience, as well as the hardware and software and IP gained from what we got from Silicon Graphics acquisition. So all of these are talented team members that can pivot um, to uh, change to key needs along with their deep and trusted relationships with the R&D teams. Thank you. Uh, that, that was pretty extensive. Uh, and uh, I, I hope uh, the audience will now know a little bit more what does it mean. And uh, tell us how you became section lead. What does, uh, what does it take to become a section lead? What is your professional journey? Well, I've been with the company for more than 25 years and I've had a series of adventures um, helping me build skills and apply to new areas. I've spanned go-to-market and product marketing and employee engagement and alliance management. My father worked for the same company for 25 years and I've really taken that uh, uh, blueprint and made that an influential example for me. I took my current role because I wanted to get more deeply involved with technology. So I made the leap from marketing to engineering services. Um, I recently heard some career advice that you go where the dashboard is red if you really wanna make a difference. So I'm taking that um, to heart. So cool. I mean, between you and your father, you have half a century blueprint. <laughs> uh, you mentioned uh, that you were a Blade ambassador when we spoke. Uh, what is the role of ambassador? What does an ambassador do? That is an exciting role. It drives business for a line of products and blades were a new innovation that were module, uh, modular and were designed to minimize space and energy. There was a growing installed base. However, my initial project was really baptism by fire. 
um, I had to drive business with a partner that was formerly a competitor. And that necessitated months and months of deprogramming sales messages and building um, new interest. The key was to kind of look at the customer's use cases and find a way to deliver superior value. Um, we also had to drive very creative and frequent and uh, persistent messaging that help people rise above the messages that come out of all the other areas in the tech industry that you know, are kind of anti-competitive messages. It is interesting that you uh, did both technology and marketing, and that's not trivial. These are two uh, quite a bit different uh, roles. How did you accomplish that? How do you balance crossing these boundaries? Well, that's a great observation. Uh, they actually don't exist as separate entities. There's a unifying factor, and that's the customer and their requirements. I've always looked at what's important to the customer. Uh, to learn about HPE technology makes this easy, constantly innovating. You learn the technology as you're building customer messaging that resonates. And I found that I loved working on new technologies and found that the way to add value was to understand it more than a surface level, the benefits and the advantages of our company's IP. Sometimes it's the basics that help you gain momentum. Uh, one of the first technologies that I worked with was EDI and e-commerce. And as a way to drive incremental and faster customer sales, I was very new to the technology. So I volunteered to join an industry consortium to learn best practices, because I had really no idea about all the technologies and the terms. You also help um, launching go-to-market uh, for uh, a few technologies. You mentioned IoT, Blades, Mobility. How do you do that? What does it mean, uh, launching go-to-market programs? Well, it all starts with a plan. Uh, partnering with marketing, the sales, and the channel to identify the best approach and tactics to meet your goals. In the simplest cases, you're embedded in a business unit and you have these resources available. But the harder opportunities um, fit outside or span more than one business. So that was intense partnering and creativity was needed. You also mentioned that uh, you work on brand programs. And, and it's so interesting, I can see in the back of you, uh, Starbucks. Uh, you, you help with branding uh, our relationship with Starbucks. Can, can you tell us a little bit about your experience there? Uh, what, what were the challenges? What did you accomplish? Well, uh, the brand alliance was very exciting to work on. Um, I'm a tea drinker uh, that joined the coffee alliance, um, being British. So I did a lot of tasty, uh, pastry tasting at the beginning. Um, the alliance started out about Wi-Fi access and providing a persistent access to the HP network. So you needed to rise above the beginning uh, networks that were around. And when this was being rolled out, it's not, it wasn't as crowded as it was today, but we still wanted to be able to rise above free Wi-Fi spots to be able to potentially sell advertising. So um, we had a wireless connection manager that would provide a persistent connection and always showcase that first. Starbucks launched the initiative to cast Starbucks as the third place between work and home. And it's close to the current edge to office scenario that we have today that's playing out for many companies in the pandemic. So the Alliance moved from wireless rollouts in smaller markets and internationally to more of a lifestyle concept called Hear Music, which expanded on Starbucks popular music themes to deliver a rich experience. So the HP's focus was powering that experience. Very nice, very nice. So with all these roles that you played, I think 
company recognize your leadership. So they put you on additional uh, program as far as I, I heard. It's called Accelerate Leadership Program. But what was your experience with this program? How much has it helped you? And uh, do you recommend it to your colleagues to undergo, assuming that they also recognize as future leaders? Absolutely. The Accelerate Leadership Program has been the best opportunity that I have undertaken at HPE. I've always been a believer to continually stretch yourself since the days of being first in my family to attend colleague as an, as an immigrant. Uh, during my career, I have sought to undertake stretch goals to learn new skills and gain exposure to new people. And this program offered a team project to address a business need while also attending a program at Columbia University leading strategic growth. I had the opportunity to learn with an amazing group of HPE women, and I've taken so much back to my team and in my mentoring relationships. And uh, that wasn't the only one uh, effort where you stretch yourself. Uh, I also happened to learn that you are the owner of Six uh, Sigma Green Belt. What does it mean? Um, that was a huge stretch goal. Uh, I gained the certification when I worked in corporate marketing. And we were working on ways to increase ROI and looking for ways to measure. And I thought that having a green belt would be a great way to turn marketing into more of a science. And I found that it really helped when I was working with the engineers to have a fact-based approach rather than dazzling them with trends and analyst reports. And it helps me to this day in driving operational efficiency, uh, something that's really a basic need for impact and success. But you didn't uh, engage yourself only in, in business and technology. You were also very active in cultural engagements. What did you do? Tell us a little bit more. Well, I have always felt that a company's greatest strength is its people and culture. And I have a passion for driving engagement. And I've driven programs for retiree engagement, driving brand loyalty through employee purchase program. And one of my favorites, a crowdsourced ideas program that helps solve critical business issues. Very nice, very nice. Uh, you came from UK, you just mentioned earlier. Uh, as a British, how did your transition go? What uh, differences did you notice with very traditional UK approaches and then suddenly you are in Houston? Well, it was a little awkward. Um, it was middle school and I don't know if you've heard of many middle school uh, good experiences. It's actually a whole genre of literature. So it was like landing on a different planet. I moved in the middle of a school term and I let people know that my hobbies were coin and stamp collecting. And I was cast in the school play as an eccentric British spy. But I did find my niche through in my studies and through sports and somehow the unfashionable dress and the quirks were lessened. And I had some adaptation from my surroundings. I don't any longer have a Scottish accent, um, but I do like to sample Southern cooking. Um, but it did teach me to instill in my girls to bring your whole self to your daily life, even if it is coin collecting. It's important to find your fit. So how is that uh, to live in Houston? Tell us a little bit more. I live on the West Coast, so I'd like to learn. <laughs> I'm sure other audience would love to. Okay. Well, I love Houston. Um, home is where the heart is, for sure, and my family's here. But I just love it. The international flavor the reasonable cost of living, and the endless educational and cultural experiences. If there's any downside, um, the growth has spawned traffic issues. Uh, we do experience some flooding, and the lack of zoning makes for some interesting attractions in proximity to residential living. 
but it's a great place um, to raise a family and to grow and learn. You have uh, daughters, uh, so do I. So both you and I care quite a bit about inclusion and diversity. What was your experience living in Houston and in general uh, in the United States and, and previously in UK? And what are important lessons that you have to convey to your daughters? Well, um, HPE is a great company that's focused on inclusion and diversity, so we're very fortunate there. Uh, the industry as a whole needs to raise its game. And I'm one of many who mentor young people to choose STEM pathways um, and roles uh, for opportunity. And I find that uh, we need to raise overall uh, STEM visibility about the opportunity that brings for growth for young people. Very noble. Uh, I may uh, send one of my daughters to you for mentoring. Um, you received a number of awards uh, in your career, which is very rich in, in various aspects. Tell us more about these awards and why are they important? I have been fortunate to receive some, uh, receive some recognition. Last year, I received two particularly meaningful ones, HPE's Women in Excellence, which went to the top 20 women in the company, I also received an external award for STEM advocacy, which is exciting because it means that um, it's external recognition and that my work is making a difference outside of HPE on a broader scale. So speaking of the influence on the broader scale, you are very active in, in various global activities in terms of sustainability, preventing human trafficking, uh, and a number of others. Tell us a little bit more about those activities. Well, to do the lighter side first, I've been interested in sustainability since I wrote a poem about pollution when I was 12, and it was published in the newspaper. Whenever I can, I volunteer to help the environment, but I got involved in helping victims from human trafficking when I was asked to do some career mentoring for economically disadvantaged young people. I learned that some local businesses were partnering to offer uh, roles and put on skills workshop shops to find jobs, but some of these kids had experienced the trauma of human trafficking and while the businesses were well-meaning the types of job skills were hospitality and food and beverage they didn't seem to be a good environment to help the kids rebuild their self-worth so i connected these groups to local coding organization and it's taken off from there they're learning a sustainable skill that doesn't put them in the public spotlight while they heal and regain confidence and learn a lifelong skill um, I also happen to know that you are a soccer mom, volleyball mom, etc. As a, a past soccer coach, I'm always interested in experience. So, so what was your experience? Well, yes, I love all sports. When I'm not working, I can be found at some kind of sports arena. I have three daughters. One plays volleyball and the others play soccer in high school and in college. And my oldest will be playing, playing in Europe next year while getting our master's. Um, I'm thrilled that HPE is affiliated with Tottenham because they're the best team in the world. And this week, Lucia Leon told her inspiring story as part of Hispanic Heritage Series. So that was very exciting to hear. Tottenham Spurs. <laughs> uh, you can see that I've been following um, soccer throughout the Europe or football. Um, for some reason, I wasn't surprised to learn that your favorite quote is by Sun Tzu, opportunities multiply as they are seized. Um, can you tell us your uh, perspective on this quote and why did you choose that one? Okay. Well, I don't usually quote warlords, excuse me, military strategist, 
but this quote speaks to the immigrant and the competitor in me. I look for untaken opportunities or the hidden advantage. And the more opportunities that you take advantage of, your chance of success increases exponentially. It's the basic of a growth mindset. Excellent, excellent. So, so many interesting things. So as a closing thought, uh, what do you have to communicate to our future generations? Well, I think that lifelong learning is the key to your growth. Uh, mentors and sponsors at work are a must. So work at developing those relationships that are helpful and healthy. Um, find your voice. Find something to say that's meaningful and passionate. Um, also nurture your network. It's so important. Um, in person, online, um, in work relationships, in personal relationships. And then I'd have to say, taking that earlier career uh, advice, go and make a difference and find where the dashboard is read. Outstanding. I have to make the notes of all of these. Thank you very much. It was, uh, it was an excellent uh, interview. I hope others will learn as much as I have. Thank you.